So-so. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm glad to be here. And uh, I see some of y'all didn't make it on the trip because of some little problems and stuff like that. So those that were going. So, but, um, so. Good. All right. That's good. That's good. Y'all going Friday? Praise God. That's good. Amen. Don't let nothing stop you. Go on over there and have a good time. Amen. Minister for the Lord. All right, we'll pray and then we're going to move on into what we're going to talk about today since this is my last time with you. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. We thank you for the word of the living God, for it is the word of God that changed men and women. And so we thank you for that word today in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you have made the word of God available unto us and so we receive that word. And we boldly declare with our mouths that we are hearers and doers of the word of God, that we might be blessed in all of our deeds. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for this time of allowing me to share with them these six weeks, Lord God, in the word of God. And Father, I thank you for that. I praise you for that right now in Jesus' name. I thank you that, Lord God, as we continue to walk our course to reach our destiny in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the living, that the spirit of the living God is speaking to us right now. Speak to us day by day that, that the Spirit of God may lead us into our destiny, lead us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. And so, God, we give you praise and we give you glory. We thank you that, Lord God, we took these Saturdays to take time and to find out in the Word of God how you speak to us, Lord God, what you want us to do, how we can become better leaders in the name of the Lord Jesus, how that we can aid and assist our pastors so that we might uphold their arms, Lord God. Father, I thank you for it. There's never been a day like this day. There's never been an hour like this hour. For this is the day and the hour of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we too shall see him. And so, Father, we thank you for that. We praise you for that. We thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost, Lord God, that lives and abides within us all in Jesus' name. We thank you that it is that anointing that leads and guides us, Father God. And we give you praise and glory and honor for it. We thank you that, Lord God, you are a good God, and there is not another God like you in all this universe. We praise you for it. Thank you for allowing us to wake up each and every day in our right minds, health in our bodies, Father. We thank you for that. Thank you for giving us a mind, Lord God, to want to know about you and to love you and to obey you in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. We thank you for our brothers and sisters, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that they continue to be encouraged and walk with you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for, for Lindsay in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, for him sharing the word of the living God with them in the name of Jesus. I thank you that, Lord God, that you called him, anointed him, appointed him, Father God, and he walked in the divine will of God for his life, and I thank you for that right now in Jesus' name. I thank you that we've been preaching buddies for the last six weeks, and Father God, I thank you for how you illuminate our minds, Lord God, and to teach and to instruct. Lord God, I can't say it enough. You are a good God and we love you with all of our hearts, all of our soul and all of our might today in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. We thank you that we chose to, to serve you today in the mighty name of Jesus and that the greater one lives in us today in the mighty name of Jesus. And we have learned things that we haven't learned before. Lord God, and we truly say that we are blessed indeed, Father God. And we say that the good hand of the Lord is upon us in Jesus name 
We thank you that we should go lacking of nothing today, Father God. We thank you for, thank you for giving us an opportunity to praise and to worship our Father today in the mighty name of Jesus. Why don't you lift up your hands and tell the Lord, thank you for leading you these six weeks. Thank the Lord for being your helper. Thank the Lord for being your strength today in the name of Jesus, Father God. We give you praise and we give you glory. We are not ashamed to say how much we love you. We are not ashamed to say we love you today, Father. And without you, we can do nothing. But with you, we can do all things through Christ who empowers us, who strengthens us in the name of Jesus. And I call upon the mighty name of God today. Thou art worthy, great Jehovah. Thou art worthy, O Lord. I give you praise. I I give you glory. I give you honor, Lord God, that you are the Son of the living God. And I praise and I worship you, Father God. I lift up my voice to you and I exalt you, Lord God. I make you big in my life. I make you big in the earth today, Father God. There's not another God like you, Father God. I call you Jehovah God, Father God. I call you the great I am, Jesus. You're my baptizer in the Holy Ghost, Lord Father. And I give you all the praise. I give you glory. I give you honor, Father. I thank you for this very moment that I'm alive this morning in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. There are some that did not rise this morning, but because of the love of God, you woke me up this morning. I praise you for it, Father God. I exalt your name, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus, for being such a wonderful God. Thank you for being such a good God. I praise you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise your Father. Annele bossa katala la bandi. Randele le bossi anneri. E seconde brekitande. Redanne delle le bossi katala la bandi. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord God, forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Let the redeemed of the Lord shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Isn't God good? I said, isn't God good, man? He's good all the time. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, that's one of the things we have to learn how to do as leaders, man, is worship God, man, you know. Can't ever be ashamed to worship God and to, and to praise God. I like leaders that will worship God. I ain't ashamed to praise God. Let Him know how good He is. God been good to us for the last six weeks. Isn't He? Woke us up every morning. Glory to God. Blessed our souls. Isn't that right? Provided for us. Glory to God. Amen. May not have everything I want, but bless God. The good hand of the Lord is upon me. I don't mind worshiping God and praising. Somebody ought to shout, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My, 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 my. For six weeks, glory to God. 
He walked you up for six weeks. He brought you here. Somebody ought to magnify the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I mean, God is good, you know. These six weeks, man, He brought us here together. Glory be to God. Isn't that right? Six weeks He woke us up. Glory to God. Isn't that something? I said, isn't God good? You know, there'll be a lot of people that would like to change places with you and I. They got sickness in their body and here we are. Glory to God. We got a sound mind. Hallelujah. Isn't that right? Somebody bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I bless the Lord this morning. I don't take this time for granted. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, we don't take you for granted, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't, I don't take my six weeks for granted, you know. You know, I believe it's the divine will of God that this took place, you know. And for six weeks, God kept me healed in my body, safe and sound, you know. And, you know, kept you here, you know. May have been times we may not feel like it, but we pressed our way because of the spirit of the living God. Amen. I mean, man, God just been showing out, man. Waking us up every day. Glory to God for the last six weeks. You tell me we are not to take time and thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't that right? I thank God for you coming out. You know, you have to come out and hear me. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so we just been together for these last six weeks. God just been showing out, you know. I was thinking about you coming over here, you know. I said, you know, well, most of them, they probably gone on the trip, you know. And I get here and I see you smiling faces. And I'm just tickled all. I mean, I'm tickled to life in the inside. I said, well, they stay strong for six weeks. You ought to just get along a great big old shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen, man, you know. And so we just magnifying the Lord, man. Talking about how good he is. Amen. And the Lord is really good, man. These six weeks, you know. Bless God. Six weeks just preaching and teaching the word and being here, you know. Seeing Lindsay and everybody, you know. It's good, man, to see you, you know. And y'all changed up on me. He used to be here. You used to be there, you know. I said, now I'm recognizing the faces, you know. You know, it's good, isn't it? I said, it's good, isn't it? Amen. And it's been good being here with you, you know. And I told my wife, I said, you know, it's, it's, it's my last time over here with them, you know. I say, but you know, bless God, I enjoyed every bit of it, you know. Every bit of it, you know. And uh, you showed yourself strong, amen. I, I thank God for you, amen. Amen, I thank God for you, amen. Praise God, you know. Don't take long, you know. Sometimes I get mushy, you know. I don't be caring about what nobody think, you know. You know, it's good, man, to be alive, man. I'm, 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 I'm telling you, you know. Well in your body, man, right mind, and we ain't all squirrely in our brain, you know. We learning about God. I mean, man, you know, it's good to have a sound mind, you know. You know, folk just, you know, folk just crazy some folk, you know. Bless God, we ain't crazy. 
We got some good sense. <laughs> Glory to God, isn't that right? You know, and God just been taking care of us, you know. We learning things, you know. Every day, you know, I'm just thinking about how precious my life is, you know. Because every day I wake up, somebody dead, man. Somebody gone, you know. And you know what? I look and say, bless God, here I am another day. You let me see another day, Lord, and I thank you for that day, you know. Let me see my friends another opportunity, another time. Thank you, Jesus. You know, man, it's, it's wonderful, isn't it? It is, man. It's, it's wonderful, you know. And so I just, I just thank God for it, you know. And so I don't be thinking about what nobody be talking about, you know. You know, I pay no attention to them. I'm, I'm glad, man. I love the Lord, you know. So, you know, and so, yep, I get like that sometimes, you know. And uh, I just like thanking God sometimes, you know. I don't want to ask him for nothing. Just want to thank him. Yes. You know, thank you, Jesus, you know. Praise God. Amen. Yes. Amen. Well, let's get on into what we're going to get into today, you know. And uh, uh, we're going to talk about the laws of leadership today. And these laws of leadership is, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you where I got these laws of leadership. It's not anything that, you know, I got some revelation on. It's what it was. I, I got these laws of leadership from John Maxwell. Anybody ever heard of John Maxwell? Well, that's where I got these laws of leadership from uh, out of John Maxwell. You, you know, I, I'm like this. If you don't know it and you know somebody that do know it, then get it from them and learn it, you know. And so I got these laws from John Maxwell, and I thought that they were good laws and so I began to, uh, to teach these laws in our church. And so I, I decided that, you know, that would be one of the things that I, I share with you, these laws of leadership. So I got them from out of uh, uh, one of the books that uh, John Maxwell uh, written about leadership. And if you never read anything about him, you ought to get a hold of his books and his materials. I think that he's a blessed man and, and he knows a lot. And so I like to be around people that know a lot. And I like to read out the people that know a lot because then that way I can learn from them, you know. And so and I don't mind telling folks where I got stuff from, you know, you know what I mean? And so, and I, you know, I, I figured if he can put it in print and then if he say if the Lord gave it to him, then it means it can be for the whole body of Christ. So it really ain't John Maxwell. It's, you know, the Lord shared it with him. He shared it to the body and I picked it up out of his book. Okay. And so and I want to share some of these laws, um, uh, with you, you know, and if you're going to be a good leader in the local church, then you're going to have to follow these laws of leadership uh, that we're going to talk about uh, today. Amen. All right. Now, these laws that we're going to talk about today, they're going to be very important. And you're going to have to know all five of these laws. They're going to be on the test. OK. All right. So now, <clears throat> first of all, we're going to talk about we're talking about uh, the laws of leadership. Now, I'm going to define the laws of leadership for you. And it's, and it's going to be on the test. Define the laws of leadership. So my definition of the laws of leadership is are they are laws that you must follow if you want to be a good leader at home, on the job, or in the church. Okay, that's how I define the laws of leadership. They are laws that you must follow if you want to be a good leader at home, on the job, or in the church. Okay, all right, very important. As we study these laws of leadership, I want you to keep in mind these two ideas, okay? And these two ideas, ideas are what you're going to need to know. And they are, number one, these laws can be learned, and you must learn them. That's the first idea. Number two, once you have learned these laws, you have to practice them and apply them into your life, okay? And so those are the two ideas that are very important, and you will see them again. Number one, these laws, you must learn them, and uh, you, must, uh, you must learn them. And number two, you must learn these laws, and you must practice them and apply them to your life. 
Okay, now, let me give you the five laws of leadership. Now, you're going to have to know all five laws, so let me just give them to you right away. The first law, law number one, is what I call the law of connection. Okay, the law of connection. And then we're going to come back and talk about each one. The first law is called the law of connection. Number two, the second law is what we call the law of buy-in. The law of buy-in. Is that on your sheet? Okay. Number three is the law of what? The law of sacrifice. Number four, the law of? And number five, the law of respect. So you're going to have to know all five of these laws. Okay. All five of these laws you're going to have to, uh, to know. Okay. Now, let's go back to the law of connection. Okay. The law of connection. Important. Let's define the law of connection. This probably is the only law that you're going to have to define. The rest of them, you just got to know them, but you're going to have to define this particular law right here. The law of connection. The law of connection is when a leader connects with his people under him and build a relationship with them. You got it? It's when a leader connects with his people under him and build a relationship with them. We call that the law of connection. In other words, if you're working in the television ministry and you got other people uh, that's working also uh, in that, in other words, you have to develop a, a connection with those people that you work with. Okay, that's what the law of connection is all about. Connecting with the people that works under you. And that's one of the problems that we have a lot of time when it comes to uh, leadership. You know, you find you take a particular uh, area uh, in the ministry and that person that's in charge of that particular area, they don't have any type of working relationship with the people up under them. All they know is that I'm in charge and I just tell the people what I want and what I do. And that's a hard way to get people to work with you. You got to learn how to connect with people that works up under you. Amen. And that is very important. That's just like on the job. If you go on the job to get better results on the job and to be able to enjoy that job, you got to have some type of connection with the people that you work with. Isn't that right? Well, it's the same thing it is in the church. You know, and so that law of connection is uh, uh, is uh, building a relationship of people that works uh, up under you. The stronger the relationship and the connection, the more people will want to help you. See, if you have a strong connection with the people up under you, the more those people are going to want to help you in that particular area. If you don't know nothing about them people, you know, and you're just walking around giving orders, they ain't going to want to work with you. You know what I mean? Because they feel like, you know, well, I mean, you know, they just come in and they just say, you know, and if we don't do this, what's going to happen if we don't do this? And so, you know, they're not too particular about working with you. But once you connect with them, the stronger that connection, the more those people want to work with you. And that's what I work all the time with my leadership. You know, I build a strong connection with those people. Why? So that they're going to want to work with me. I let them I let them see me just like what you see me do. I let them see me praise and worship God. And I tell them as leaders, if we can't praise and worship God and express how we feel, how we can really get to know one another. See, they got to see me more than just standing up, giving out orders and stuff like that. You know, they got to let I have to show them that I have a connection with them. And so I try to connect with them. That's why most of the time I never preach on my pulpit. I like to come right down where they at in the midst of them, you know, and talk with them. I want to what I'm trying to do is get a connection with them, trying to get them to know me and me getting to know them so that way they'll want to work with me. 
And that's the same way it is with the law of connection. The stronger that connection you have with the people working with you, the stronger those people are going to want to work with you. If you don't have a strong connection with them, they're not going to want to uh, work with you. Okay. All right. And also, uh, let me say this. It is the leader's responsibility to bring about the connection. See, a lot of time the leaders just want to stand up and just give the orders and stuff like that. They never want to be the ones to go out and reach out to make the connection. They figure I'm the boss. Let them come and make the connection to me. Isn't that how it works? A lot of times, I'm the boss. You come and make the connection to me. If you want to connect with me, then you come to me. Well, it's opposite in the kingdom of God. You the leader, you go out and make the connection because that's what Jesus did. Jesus made the connections. How many of y'all see that? And that's what we ought to do in the church. So when you got somebody working upon you, don't wait for them to come to connect to you. You go out and connect with them. See, you be the one that reaches out first. How, how many of y'all understand that? See, that's what that law of connection is all about. And a lot of time what's missing in leadership is the law of connection. Nobody connects with anybody. The only connection they have is the pastor and whoever's in charge of whatever particular ministry it is. But there is no other connection other than that person that's over there. They have no other connection with the people that work with them. There are some people that they work with and they'll they be talking about, I don't even know their name. You know, uh, you know they start describing, you, you, you know, the fat one, the one that got the short hair or the one that's got, that's how they describe people. I said, you have no connection with them. You don't even know their name. You got to describe them. So, you know, right then and there, I mean, you know what I mean? You're working with somebody, at least you ought to know their name. You know what I mean? Well, you know that sister. Hey, no, I don't know that sister. There's a lot of them in here. What sister are you talking about? Well, what's her name? Well, uh, you, you know, you know the little, the, the, the little skinny sister. Hey, you know, the way I have. No, it's a whole lot of them in here like that. What's her name? I mean, well, you know, what do you know? N nothing. Well, see, I know right then and there, then probably, you don't probably, probably because you don't have that connection, then probably, uh, you know, you, you don't work well together. You, you know what I mean? Because if you don't talk to people and have a connection with people, I mean, usually they just do what they do and go about their business. You know, and that's the way it is in most churches. See, when you learn how to build a connection, see, when you leave, I mean, it ought to be somebody always leaving from your church having something, doing something. You know what I mean? You know, like, like, like my wife, you know, like me and my wife, uh, our leaders, we invite our leaders to our home all the time. You know, it's somebody over at our house every week eating dinner with us. You know, we'll call them up on Fridays and we'll tell them, you know, listen, you know, we want you to have dinner with us on Sunday. You know, and so when we have dinner, I ain't talking about church stuff. I just want you to bring your kids and your family over. And what we're going to do, just sit down and eat. Hey, you know, and then when you come to my house, I ain't going to throw on no, no, no spiritual tape. If it's a ball game on, I'm watching the game. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? I'm not going to be I'm not going to be phony. You know what I mean? I tell man, I done been in church today. I done preached to you. I mean, you know, this my this is what I do when I'm in my home. Amen. I don't look at tapes, listen to tapes all the time. You know what I mean? And so when I come there, you know, at first, you know, they'd be kind of reserved, you know, stuff like that. You know, I tell man, go home and change. Don't come over to my house in no suit and tie. Because when you come over to my house, you know, I, I, I got to be in my sweatpants. I ain't got no shoes on. And, you know, and I ain't going to change for you. I mean, this is what I do in my house. Amen. You know, I have it up loud, you know. You know, and stuff like that, you know. Why? Because I want them to be able to connect with me. You're in my house. I want you to feel comfortable and stuff like that. And so, you know, to build that connection, you know. 
And so, and that's what you leaders got to learn how to do. You got to learn how, if you don't have connection or whatever ministry is or helps you in, connect with the people that's in there. Invite them over to your house. Don't wait till they invite you. Just invite them over. You know? And I don't tell my wife to go all out her way either. I tell her, whatever you can fix with me, it's good for them. I ain't gonna put you through no problem, you know, no whole lot of change because somebody coming over my house and we got beans and chicken. Them rascals gonna eat beans and chicken. <laughs> and we ain't gonna go do nothing different. And my wife tell me, you know, I'm gonna cook some pinto beans and we can fry some chicken for Sunday. That's what they gonna have at my house pinto beans and fried chicken. I ain't putting my wife out. I ain't trying to act like, you know, I'm going to the store and I'm going to get this and I'm getting all no, baby. Fix them beans and, and fry some chicken. And if we ain't got nothing but some Kool-Aid, let them drink that Kool-Aid just right along with me. Amen. <laughs> I mean, you know, I ain't going to change. Amen. You know what I mean? And then that way, see, I ain't got no problem trying to be somebody else. Because I can easily be me. I have a problem trying to be like somebody else. I forget I'm trying to act like Creflo. I might start acting like T.D. Because I don't forget. You know what I mean? But it's easy for me to act like me. So if I connect with them the way I am, then I ain't never got to put on no false pretense. Yeah, you, understand what I'm, you understand what I'm saying? And so I just tell them, come on in, man, you know. And they sit sitting down, you know. And I always tell them out, you know. I say, turn the box on, you know. And, yeah, and they start looking for TBN. I said, oh, man, come on, man. Turn that game on. Is that is gun smoke on? Matlock or something on? You know what I mean? You know? And then they be looking, you know. And I told them, brother, just be for real. You know, this is what we do when we at home. We relax, you know. I want you to connect to me. You know, just connect with me, brother. Just connect with me, sister. <laughs> you know? And then there may be times my wife may cook something special, you know. But I ain't going to be doing no whole lot of stuff because I don't want to try to be that way. I want to connect with you, Amen. you know. I, I just want you to know that I'm your man to God and that, that we got to learn how to connect with one another. That's how that law of connection works. Yeah. And that's what's missing in most churches, you know. Amen. You invite people over, you go all out the way. Don't go all out the way. Amen. I'm serious, don't go all out the way. You, I mean, you, you don't do that. You won't plan on doing that. I mean, just be yourself. That's what we do at all. I, I don't go out. I don't go out. Now, if I tell my wife, you know, I want you to fix something special, sure. But if she already done planning, she going to give me some beans and chicken for Sunday. I tell her, you know, that's fine. I'll be walking around. Well, you know, we got so-and-so coming over, you know. I want to have this. No, 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 no. You know, I asked her, I said, what are we having for dinner Sunday? You know, beans and chicken. I said, all right, then invite, invite them over. You know, they be coming over thinking they finna have all this. I give them a plain meal. Pinto beans, fried chicken, cornbread, you know, little Kool-Aid on the side or Diet Pepsi or something, you know. You know. The law of connection. And then, and then they feel comfortable, you know. They, 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 they feel comfortable and they have the greatest respect for you. Amen. The greatest respect for you, you know. And so I don't have no problem being me. I have a problem trying to remember who I was last week. <laughs> now, I was Creflo last week. Now, how am I supposed to be in front of the people, you know? I ain't got time to do all that. So I just, I just, I just use the law of connection, you know, you know, and just let them see. I mean, you know, this just me. That law of connection, it works, man. It makes people want to work with you. Amen. The law of connection. And y'all need to learn how to connect with the people that's up under you. Connect with them and don't, and don't do nothing out of the ordinary, Amen. you know. And so I bring somebody at my house all the time. I don't try to keep people away from my house. 
like some pastors do. I want nobody come to my house. For what? I tell them, yeah, I stay in a big old house. Yeah, it's big. Probably the biggest one you ever seen, but it's big. So just come on over. I ain't trying to keep you from my house. I ain't trying to hide my wealth or nothing. Just come on over. Have a good time, man, you know. Some people try to hide people from the house. I don't want them talking. I don't let them. I want them to talk. Amen. Why you think I bought a big one? Go back and tell them. Pastor them got a big old monster over there, boy. <laughs> tell them I got a big old house. I don't care. Hallelujah. You know, but I tell you one thing about it. He don't mind sharing it with nobody. Amen. You know, yeah, I done been over there, you know. You know, I'd invite just my, a lot of folk in my, you know, my leadership has been to my house and members have been to my house, you know. And so why? Because I use this law of connection thing to Amen. make them want to work with me. Amen. If I want to work with you, you're always hiding. I don't want to come over my house. You want their money, don't you? Let them come over your house. That's the way I tell them all the time. I teach my people I want your money. <laughs> I ain't going to tell no lie. I want your money. I need your money. I need your tithes, your offerings, you know, so just, you know, and I want you to feel good about obeying the word of God. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm telling you live freedom like that, man. Ministry is good, you know, but you got to have this law of connection thing working, you know, and you're going to have to reach out to the people that you over. And just invite them on to your house. It ain't got to be nothing. But come on over to my house, Sunday, you and your family, and just feed them whatever you got. I'm sure just feed them whatever they got. They'll be so blessed by it, you know, and, and you're going to shock them. You know what? They are all right. Amen. It won't nothing fun, phony about them. Amen. I love being around them. I said, when they get like that, they ain't going to give you no trouble in your department. No, nah, man, I'm going to do what he say. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong with that brother. I done been over that brother house. Ain't nothing phony about that brother. No, nah, I'm going to just do what the man said. If the brother said this, I ain't going to question it. He must got it. It must been passed down to him. And I'm going to do what the brother said. Amen. It's much easier. Everybody says the law of connection. All right, let's go to law number two. Second law is that, that law of the what? The law of the buy-in. Okay, now. Over there in Proverbs 29, 18. Now, now, all you got to do is now, the rest of them, all you got to do is just remember them. You just got to know what the law of connection is. The rest of them, we're going to just talk about, okay? Now, this law of the buy-in, okay? Over there in Proverbs 29, 18, you know what the Bible says. Where there is no vision, the people what? The people perish. Is that right? The Bible says that where there is no vision, the people perish. But listen to me, child of God. You can have a vision, and if you don't get people to buy into that vision, Guess what? That vision can perish. That's why this law of the buy-in is very uh, important. Amen? People got to buy into the leader first before they buy into the vision of the leader. And ain't nobody fitting to buy into the leader if they ain't had no connection to the leader. That's why that, that law of connection is very important. Yeah, amen? See, listen to me. Before you ask anybody for what's in their hand, at least establish a relationship with them. You want to ask somebody, you know, for what's in their hand and you ain't even connected to them yet. And that's what makes people hard to give up their money in churches. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you ain't connected with me, but you want what's in my pocket. Amen. And make me seem like that's all you want. That's what's in my pocket. You ain't trying to connect with me or anything. Yeah, you know what I mean? See, once I get a connection to you, it's easy for me to ask what's in your pocket. Because you know, old Frank. Isn't that right? 
You know, I done been around the pastor. I know how the pastor thinks. Know how the pastor feel. Now the pastor asked me for my money. I know he's a man of God. I don't mind giving him what he asked me for. Amen. See? Why? Because we got a connection. See, I got the connection first before I ask you to buy into anything. I establish a relationship with you first before I ask you to buy into my vision. We're trying to get people to buy into our vision and we ain't got no connection to them. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, we just show up in, you know, in the pulpit on Sunday morning and have them to close your eyes and bow your head. And by the time they close your eyes and bow their head, you done disappeared and somebody else up there, you trying to figure out, did he do the Michael Jackson? How did he get out of here? <laughs> You know, just disappear. You know, Michael, you know, he, he, he come on them scenes. Michael come down on somebody, and next thing you look, Michael done disappeared. You know, <laughs> you know that's why some preachers be, you know. But yet they want you to buy into the vision. Well, how can you get people to buy into the vision and they hadn't even, you hadn't even had a relationship with them yet? You know what I mean? It's much easier, I think, is that when you have a connection with them and then you get them to buy into what you, uh, what you want God, what, what you want to uh, do what God have you to do. How, how many of y'all understand that? All right? And so you got you to gotta have, first of all, you know, the vision won't come to pass until you get people to buy into it. You know? And so you got to get people to buy into it. And so that's why I always work with my leaders first. I connect with my leaders, you know? See, if I can get my leaders to connect with them, I, you know, then it's easy for the sheep to follow. Because all they're looking for is other sheep to follow. All they're looking for, who else going to follow? And so and if I got leaders that's getting up following, you know, then they're easy to follow the rest of the crowd. You know, people follow the crowd. Oh, yeah, they do, man. People follow the crowd. You know, once you get a crowd, it's easy to build on to the crowd because people go where the crowds are. Isn't that right? That's right. And so, and so, and so uh, uh, it's important that we establish this connection first and then get the people to buy into our vision. That's why I like this law of buying. That's why I put it second. And I put number one, that, that, that law of connection first. Now, see, John Maxwell didn't have them like that in order. But see, as I begin to study them, I kind of put them like in order for me. That, that, that will work for, 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 for most local churches, you know. And what works for most local churches is number one, Put this law of connection first. You get one another to connect with one another. See, you as leaders in here got to know how to connect. Let me ask you something. How many leaders in here, just in this room right here, has been over one another's house for dinner or something like that? How many of y'all? Now, see, that pitiful. Now, they don't know we make good sense. What, you scared to let each other over your house? Scared to let you see what each other got? You see what I'm saying? Well, now listen, if you like that, what do you think the congregation like? I guarantee you after Sunday, everybody go their own separate. It's still like it's segregated. It's still like it's, it's still like, you know, it's all right. We worship together, but after church, you go on to your black house and I'm going on to my white house. I mean, they ain't too strong, is it? I think Pastor Jim would let me say that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't Pastor Jim let me say that? Yes. See, I, I, and I'm telling you, the congregation watching Pastor Jim, Sister Jim, <laughs> <laughs> Social Pastor Lindsay, Miss Lindsay, and you. And so it's still like we still divided. So if you're doing it and you leaders and you're not, you not having no connection, then I guarantee you the congregation ain't having none either. Amen. 
And so you know what we do. So we know what after Sunday, after Sunday service, we all go our own separate ways. Ain't had no fellowship. Bring them white folk to your house and give them some pinto beans and chicken. <laughs> you white folk, take them black folk over your house and give them that stuff y'all eat. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm te- I know when we, when me and Pastor Jim, and when me and my wife and Pastor Jim, and, and, and Sister Pastor go out. Now you know Sister Pastor just lively. I mean, why? We be in a restaurant, she'll hug you anywhere, and then people be just a looking, hey brother, and you know, you know, and she just, and they be just a looking, and my wife says, see there, she ain't got no shame about her. <laughs> She don't care nothing about that looking. And I mean, she like that. I don't care where you see her at. You see her in the mouth. Hey, brother. And there she go. No shame. You know why? It's a connection. And that's what y'all got to have amongst yourself and amongst the congregation. See? Or else, how you going to get the people to buy into the vision of this church? I mean, you know. Oh, we just there. He, 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 yes, I mean, you know, you know, but ain't nothing really happening there. We just there. Invite them folk over to your house. Just invite. We go to the same church, worshiping the same God. You know, they ain't, y'all ain't got to eat no chitlin you don't want to, but at least invite them over. You know. But. <laughs> 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 But invite them over, y'all, and, and give them a, give what you got. Isn't that right? I, I, I'm telling you, man. I, I'm telling you. See, you have to break this amongst you in order for it to spread out there in the congregation. And that's how you know. That's how you know that buy-in thing ain't gonna work. Man, if I asked you to do something, would you do it? Yeah, sure. Say honestly. Say honestly. Say honest, Pastor. Honest. If I asked you to do something, you'd do it. Well, I tell you what, you know what I want you to do for me? I want y'all to do this for me. Before you, at the end of this class, when this class is over, I want you to go to somebody in here and invite them over for them. Invite them over to them. So what are you doing? Remember what I said about these laws? Remember what we said? I said that these laws right here must be practiced and they must be learned and you must apply them to your life. Amen. It ain't nothing if you just hear them. That's what we do in our congregation. I tell him, I said, you asking God to bless you with all these big houses for what? You ain't going to bring nobody in them? Amen. So why should God bless you with a big house and you ain't going to do nothing it's just for you and your folk? Mm-hmm. Bring somebody over your house. We go to the same church together. You my brother. I'm your sister. Mm-hmm. Come on over to my house and let's break bread together. Amen. See? And then when the other congregation, I guarantee you, when, when church is over, they won't be rushing to get out when pastor say amen. You know what they be looking for? Wait, 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 Sally. Sally, you come over to my house for dinner today, girl. I meet you out. Yeah, I see you at the church. Go home and change. Come on over there. What you got? Pinto beans and got some old fried chicken there, girl. Little fat back, too. You ever heard any fat back? Yeah. <laughs> got a little fat back, too, girl. What's that? You ain't never had it. Oh, girl, you gonna let Come on, I'm gonna get a little fat back. That's right. I'm telling you, that's what she, you got to get this thing to working. You know? How many of y'all understand what I'm talking about? 
right? And so this law of the buy-in, it won't work until, first of all, until you have made a connection. Amen. See? And as leaders, you see, you got to connect with one another. Amen. Connect with one another, man. You know, don't just be sitting in here talking about we leaders and we ain't never been over each other's house. We ain't never been out to dinner, you know. And you invite them to your house, take them out to dinner, take them to a nice restaurant. I mean, whatever, whatever you do, you know, whatever, whatever you, you, you choose, you know. I just like for them to come over my house because I, I can't never eat in peace in a restaurant. Too many folk coming to you, you know, I can't enjoy my food, you know. And I like to use my fingers and my wife say, stop it. <laughs> you know? Stop it, boy. And I be saying, I can't enjoy my food like this. You know? She want me to use the napkin and all, you know. Tell my boy, I taught you better than that. <laughs> I say, I know, baby, but baby. But see, but when I'm at home, see, I tell her, hey, I'm at home. I ain't finna change for them. I tell them, some napkins over there if you want them. I don't use them at home, brother. I just lick fingers and all, boy. You know, I'm just, I'm at home, man. And in my home, I ain't going to be no prisoner. Amen. You know what I mean? I like to enjoy my house. Amen. So certain things she let me get away with. It's in public is when I have problems. <laughs> <laughs> I want to act like in public, like I'm at home. And she tell me, stop that, boy. Be hitting me all up on the table. Wait, wait to Pastor Jim chew his food down 25 times. I said, I got to count one, two. <laughs> now pick up another mouthful. I said, I'm going to starve if you don't hurry up and let me eat. I said, Lord, don't let Pastor Jim talk while he eat. You know, I got to go down every time he go down. And I went, go down, Pastor Jim, please go down. I'm hungry. Go down, Pastor When he go down, <laughs> I might say the law buying. I gotta teach y'all stuff. That's right. And so, and so, if people don't buy. If people don't buy into our vision, if, pe if people don't, if people don't, we don't have the connection. People won't buy in. Amen. Honestly, people won't buy in. Amen. See, they won't buy. See, you got some. You, you you got some type of connection now with your pastor. That's why you sitting up here in this class. See, you got some connection, but we can do a whole lot better. Amen. You know. So that's what I want you to do. Just invite somebody. Whether you take them out to dinner, over to your house, do something with somebody. We leaders in the church, do something with somebody. Let some people see that, hey, we got a connection. Amen. That we got a connection. Y'all understand that? Okay. All right. So that's that law buy-in, okay? And that's all I want to say about that one, okay? Um, did I say this part? Uh, <clears throat> You must connect with them. You must first have a good relationship with them before you ask people for what's in their hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to do that. You know? So when I stand up before my people, I'm never ashamed or afraid to ask them for anything because I already done built a connection. You see, so I don't, have, I don't have no problem asking them for nothing. You know, I don't have to use no, no tricks, no scheme, no nothing. I just get right up and just, hey, this is it. This is what we need, you know. And I just ask them for them. You know, I just ask, ask them for it, you know. And I tell them, you know, you always got it. Because you got faith. You got faith. And when you got faith, you can get anything. And I said, you people of faith. And so I lay it out to them. And then they say, all right, you know. And then we don't have no problem. And so we don't have to sell no chitlin dinners or chicken dinners. Or have to raise no money. Don't have to have no men's day. And all that type of stuff like that, you know. We just do it. Amen. 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 Why? It's because, first of all, I have this connection with them. 
And it's important. So and I teach our leadership the same thing, you know. I walk up to some of my leadership. When the last time you invite somebody over to your house? When the last time you invite somebody over to your house? When the last time you invite somebody over to your house? See? It's important. And you're going to see it, you, you're going to see it on, 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 on one of these uh, laws that I get to. You're going to see why that is very important. You know, it's very, it's, it's very important. And it's very important that you as leaders begin to start doing that. If you never do it, just do it. You know, and just, just, just don't go out your way. We're going to have a good dinner. I'm going to take you out. I just want to spend some time with you. Spend some time with you, you know. You know, and if we learn how to spend time amongst one another, and we ain't fighting amongst one another. We, guess what? And we got it right amongst us. Then when we go out there and they look at us, people can follow suit. Amen. You got it? Law number three, the law of sacrifice. Everybody say the law of sacrifice. The law of sacrifice. All right, you got to understand that leadership requires sacrifice. And when you, become a lo- when you become a leader, listen to this, you, lo- you lose the right to think about yourself. I'm going to say it again. When you become a leader, you lose the right to think about yourself. That's the way a law of sacrifice uh, works. It requires sacrifice. The higher you go up, the more you have to give up. Say that with me. Say, the higher I go up, the more I got to give up. That's right. There's no success without sacrifice. To go up, you're going to have to give up. See, you got to be willing to you got to be willing to sacrifice when you become a leader. Sacrifice your time. You know, I'm the last one to lead the church every Sunday and every Tuesday night. Me and my wife, the last one to lead the church. And, and, and some of my leaders, we're the last one to lead the church, man. See, as a leader, you can't lead the church sooner than the man say amen. Rushing out to the car. And some, and, and some people, they don't even wait to the end of the service. Some people, some people never heard of benediction. It's, it's like, you know, when they get down to the end, I got to go. Like, you know, I just got to go. See, that's not good. That's not good. That lets you know you ain't got no connection. That lets you know you ain't got no relationship. See? It ain't over until all the people is left and you and the pastor standing up there and y'all like this. Is there anything else, man, to God? It ain't nothing else. Then you know it's time for us to go home. And you teach your children that. So it'll be much easier for them when they come up. Your children ought to be looking at you saying, I want to be like mom. I want to be like dad. I want to be a leader in the house of God. And so your children know how to wait until you're ready to go home. And I'm always the last one to lead the church, me and my wife and some leaders. Different leaders, you know, be the last one to lead the church. Why? Leadership is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. See, and, and the higher you go up in the church, the more sacrifice you have to give up. That's just the way it works. You have to sacrifice your time, your talents, your money. See? See, when you become a leader, you're saying to the people and you're saying to the devil, I'm more than just an ordinary sheep. I'm somebody that's after to tear your kingdom down. See, so I know that when I stand in this position, you can do all you can to try to destroy me because I'm a threat to your kingdom. See, I'm a threat to your kingdom. I know what you are all about. 
And so therefore, I'm a threat to your kingdom. So I'm right along with pastor helping to protect these sheep that's within this congregation. So I'm a threat to your kingdom. That's what you tell him. And he's going to attack you. And so as leadership, I know this. And so I'm prepared. I'm ready for bring it on. See? How many of y'all understand what I'm talking about? Amen. And so that law of sacrifice, man, you want that means you're gonna have to sacrifice some of your time. You're gonna have to give up some of your activities, man, to do it. Amen. See? And so, and so you have to understand that, that, that law of sacrifice. Okay? All right, law number four. What is that? The law of the, law of the what? The law of the inner circle. Now that inner circle, the law of the inner circle, inner circle, it involved those closest to the pastor. Now you know who's the closest to the pastor? Every last one of you in leadership. Every last one of you in leadership. Now we know that when we look at Jesus, you know, Jesus had, you know, the Peter, James, and John. Isn't that right? Well, see, what you got to understand is this right here, that in Jesus' earthly ministry, it was limited to them 12 plus the 70, which made about, what, about 82, 84 people. Is that not right? Well, see, it was limited to them. But, but, but to tell you the, the honest to God truth, it was more than just Peter, James, and John. They went with them, and it looked like it was just Peter, James, and John. But it was the whole 82 or 84, however many it was. It was all of them. They were their inner circle. See? As the inner circle at this church, it's all of you that, 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 that are in this room. If you remember this church, it's all of you. You're the inner circle. See, you're the inner circle. See? And the growth of this church depends on a lot to do with the inner circle. It all depends on what you do. Because you know why? Because you are the ones that got the pastor's ear than any other sheep out there. You're the thing, you are the next thing closer to the man of God other than his wife and the associate uh, pastor. See? And so you play a very important role uh, in this church. That's why you got to make sure that you have a connection. You got a relationship. You got to make sure that you already done bought into the vision. Why? Because we are the inner circle. And listen to me, what goes on in the congregation depends on the inner circle. And because you are the ears, the eyes, and all of that, and the mouthpiece for the rest of the sheep. Because anytime the sheep say anything, they're going to come to somebody who they think know. Isn't that right? And the one that they should be coming to, if they got questions, and if they don't go to the pastor, you know, they might, might, might have a question. And they say, well, I wonder who I can ask. Well, I'm going over here, and I'm going to ask Sister Zimmy. Hey, Sister Zimmy, you know why they're going to come to you? Because they know you got the ear, the eyes of the pastor, so they can come and see what you think about it. And, of course, you already buy, bought into the vision. You already connected. So you know what you're going to say? You're going to say the same thing that the pastor would say. And so therefore they say, yeah, okay, yeah, that's right, that's right. You see that? See, you the inner circle will determine whether or not this church can grow or not. See? Because you the inner circle ain't going to just let nobody come in and talk about your man to God. Ain't going to just let false information go out. Isn't that right? You hear false information, you'll turn around and say, no, 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 that's not right, sister. This is what pastor said. Instead of saying, yeah, that was it, yeah, yeah, mm mm-hmm. And see, then you not join in with them, and now this thing finished spread, then you know. 
Y'all you, you, you understand that? So that inner circle, y'all play, play a very important role. See, and that's what I tell our leaders. You represent your pastor. You ain't going to let nobody just stand up and talk about me, are you? See, I ain't going to let nobody just stand up and talk about my leadership. Pastor Jim and them ain't going to let nobody just stand up there and talk about y'all. No, 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 no. What do you mean talking about them like that? And see, and that makes people think that, hey, you know, we can't talk about people in our church. Amen. They stand up for one another. Amen. That leadership know what it's doing. Yeah. That's the inner circle right there. Y'all understand that? Amen. See, and that's the way you have to be. But this stuff will never happen until you get that first law right. Amen. That law of connection. That relationship. Y'all understand that? Yeah. All right, now... And Jesus, he surrounded himself with a strong uh, inner, uh, uh, inner circle. Isn't that right? The growth of this church will have a lot to do with the, with the inner circle. Okay, now, <clears throat> I told you where the inner circle comes from, from you. It comes from you. You, you, you are the inner circle. You, you are the inner circle. The, uh, the inner circle. Anybody don't know certain things, you know, they ought to know to come to you. You know, they're going to look at you and say, you know, that, that's leadership. They understand, Pastor, so I'm going to ask them. And, and, and people do that, you know, you know, and so y'all are very important, you know. Again, you're proving yourself to your pastor. You made it out for six weeks since I've been here. You've been here, and so you know, and so you know, you're proving yourself, every, and you get, you keep getting better every week. Amen. See, you just miss right there to give yourself a hand praise. Amen. I say you keep getting better every week. Amen. You do. You keep getting better every week, man. Every week, every week, you just keep getting better. You just keep getting better, man. You know. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Um, as a pastor, I wrote this note down. As a pastor, uh, I'm always looking for, uh, for certain people to become part of the inner circle. In other words, uh, I'm always looking for people who got potential leadership. You know, I'm always looking for those type of people that got uh, potential leadership. You know, I asked him. I remember uh, we went to a trip. We went to Malaysia. And I'm, I'm sorry, not Malaysia. We did go to Malaysia, but that's not what I want to talk about this incident happened when I went to Australia I went to Australia and uh, we got in the restaurant in Australia we were sitting down eating and uh, and so because we was in a group uh, they grouped everybody by tables you know and so when we got ready to pay for our meal uh, they charged one table way too much money and so, so, the, so he, so uh, the guy came and he said, uh, Pastor, they don't charge us way too much money for this thing, you know. And I said, Well, well, then just go over there and straighten it out, you know. So I sat back. I said, I'm gonna see how he handled this. I'm gonna see if he got any leadership skills about him, you know. I'm gonna see how he can handle this thing, you know. And so, so I sat back and I watched him, and he was talking to the man, and and he was telling the man, you know, or, or you know, everything about what that particular table had and everything like that. And the man kept saying, I said, now, I'm gonna see if he gonna keep his cool, and I'm gonna see if he gonna straighten this thing out. I said, cause everybody talking ain't gonna get nothing done. They trying to talk to the man, everybody at the table trying to talk, the man trying to talk. I said, somebody need to take up some authority there and say, listen. Let's me and you talk, and I can tell you what this table has. And I say, I'm going to see if he got any potential leadership skills about it. So he told the man, let's go in your office. So he went in, there, went, went in the office, and he told everybody, I know what everybody got. So he went in there, and I just stood back and just watched him, you know, handle that thing, you know. And then after we came back uh, from Australia, I told my wife, I said, uh, I'm going to put Don in leadership position. She said, huh? I said, I'm going to put Don in leadership position. I told her when we was in Australia, I said, he handled a situation to let me know he had potential leadership skills. 
you know. And so certain times, you know, you'll be looked upon just to see how you handle anything. So, you know, I'm always looking for people that got potential leadership skills so that I can draw them into the inner circle right along with them. See, don't you worry about how large the inner circle is or how large the inner circle get. You know, because we're not playing against one another, trying to pull one another down. We're a team. And the larger the inner circle, the better it is for us. You get that? So, so, you know, I don't have to be jealous of anybody in the inner circle Amen. because we all have the ear of the pastor. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? So the larger the inner circle, the better it is for us to work together. The more we can get done. How many of y'all understand that? And the more skills we have is because we got more people in here. See, some of my leaders got some skills that other people don't have. For an example, I have, um, um, I have 12 people out of my leadership that preaches. Okay? In other words, I let them teach the congregation. Then I got some of my leaders that they're not good. They're not at the position to where they can come out and teach the congregation, but I got them teaching certain classes. Amen. So I let them know you don't have that ability to dress the congregation, but you do have the ability to dress a group. Yeah, 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 you understand what I'm saying? So some of them, they teach classes like the healing class that we have. Some of them teach the marriage enrichment classes that we have. Y'all yeah, understand that? But they can't go out and we just get the whole congregation together and they come out and teach the congregation. Amen. They don't have this skill. You know, and I teach them that. I say everybody in here can't do whatever what somebody else do. You can only work where your potential lies. Where your ability lies. How many of y'all understand that? So I say, so don't worry about how large the, the inner circle get. Because the more skills we have in the, in the inner circle, the better we're going to become. So nobody have to fight. Just make sure that, hey, I'm using my skill to the best of my ability. How many of y'all understand that? And so we have them like that, you know. You know? <clears throat> and like uh, my ministers that preach to the congregation, they get paid. See, they get paid because they have to take time away from the. I mean, now you take uh, 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 Pastor Lindsay there. Well, he had to take time from Miss Lindsay to get ready to prepare for y'all. You see what I'm saying? And so, and so, and so we know what it takes for preparation. Isn't that right? And you just can't go and just think you can get a message in 10 minutes. You know? There'd be some hours that you had to spend. Isn't that right, Pastor Lindsay? You got to labor down, lay before God to get, well, you know, what God wants you to say. Got to know how he want to execute it. And so I'm taking time away from Miss, from Miss Lindsay because she understands. See, she understands what he's doing. And so therefore, I mean, she's going to reap the, 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 the greater benefit out of it. Do, do y'all understand that? So all my, all my ministers that preach to the congregation, they get paid. The ones that do the healing class and that, they don't get paid. You say, yeah, but they do the same thing. No, they don't. No, they don't. Because if you're in a word church, you ought to be apt to teach. Amen. Come on now, that's Bible. Isn't that right? If you go to any church that teaches the word of God, there ought to be some teachers in here. You see what I'm saying? So I allow them to address our congregation. And so I got strict rules for that. Certain things that they have to do. You know, I can come in and tell them next week, 
I want you to, I want you to, I want you to teach on how to be a finisher. See, that's something I'm telling them I want to do. Then they got to get, by next week, they got to be ready to teach how to be a finisher. Why? Because I ain't teaching and I got to be ready because pastor ain't going to prepare nothing. See, see what I'm saying? And so I let them do my television broadcast. I tell them I'm, 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 out of, I'm in Malaysia for the, next, uh, for the next three weeks and my broadcast got to go and I don't want to show nothing like that. Just go ahead on and teach and I want you to teach on this for the television audience. So that means then they got to get themselves together and I just, I just put it on them like that. You know, and I call it pressure because I'm like this right here. There is no pressure really when you feel with the Holy Ghost. All you got to do is just ask the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, you in me to lead me and to guide me. Amen. To bring all things to my remembrance. Now, here are my instructions. Holy Ghost, lead me to that information. Holy Ghost, direct me to that information. And if they don't know how to do that, I'll I cut them off. Amen. <laughs> See? Why? Because I got you as a leader. See, you more than just a teacher. When I leave, I turn the church in the hands of you. And while I'm away, I ain't got time to wonder about how you up there preaching some false doctrine. Huh? Pastor Jim away, he ain't, he ain't worried about Pastor Lindsay coming up here teaching some false doctrine. Well, now Pastor Jim gone. Now let me tell you what I believe. I believe that the devil and God married each other. <sighs> <laughs> I said that because let me tell you something. I, I was one pray and a guy showed up, come up with his revelation. Now I know Pastor, Pastor ain't him. And let me tell you what I think. And when I got back there, a good thing I had the Holy Ghost because I was about to break his neck. I said, Holy Ghost, you know the Bible says that love will constrain you. It had to constrain me. And I said, I'm going I'm to choke this boy. <laughs> <laughs> My wife said, Andy, Andy, she ain't call me Pastor. Andy, Andy, get a hold of yourself. I like a mad dog. <laughs> I want to be a pit bull. I wanted to take his neck off, you know. <laughs> Wait till I'm gone, stall that mess. Where you get that mess from, boy? You know, we learn, you know, we learn, you know. But still, you know, you don't draw back from that because you still got to lead the leaders and teach the leaders. You know, you can't every time somebody mess up, you shut the whole thing down. You still got to have other people, you know, and you still got to keep reaching out there. So I done been bit many a time. Stuff that I just learned that, mm, don't do that no more. Mm, you know what I mean? <laughs> How many of y'all understand what I'm talking about? So don't worry about how big the, the inner circle get. Amen? Amen. All right? I mean, y'all understand that, okay? Yeah. All right. And so the inner circle ought to get big. You ought to be praying for the inner circle to get large. Okay? All right. Now, what's the law? What's the next law? Fifth law. The law of respect. Everybody say the law of respect. The law of respect. Uh, all right. Now, I'm going to tell you three things that the law of respect involved, and this is important. And this will be on the test. Okay, the law of respect involves three things, but you can only go have to tell me, I think it's one. But, but I'm going to give you three, but you can only go have to tell me one. Okay, all right, the law of respect involves three things. Number one, it means you appreciate those under you for who they are. Amen. See, I appreciate those under me for who they are. I appreciate my leaders. 
And I tell them that all the time. I appreciate you. That's why I tell y'all all the time, you know, it's good seeing you, you know. I'm telling you, I, I tell them all the time, I appreciate them. And I tell them that, listen, I tell them the truth. I can't do my job the way God want me to do it without you. You're important to me, Amen. you know, and I'm glad you don't let that go to your head and you take advantage of it and try to stop me or hinder me. Instead, you free me up the more so that I can do more of the work of God. Amen. So so the law of respect, it, it means uh, 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 it involves it involves uh, appreciating those up under you for who they are. Number two, you praise them for a job well done. You know what I mean? See, 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 listen to me. The law of respect. See, 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 some people, people do stuff and, and, and they never tell the people, you never tell them, you never praise them for a job well done. When they do a good job, go and tell them. Amen. Go and tell them. People appreciate it. Don't you, don't you feel good when, when, when somebody tells you you've done something well? Don't, don't you? And when, when, when your little kids do something, boy, and you tell them, oh, boy, girl, you did well. I mean, that little face just brightened up, boy, and they ain't got no teeth in the front, and they just brighten up, man. Don't it? They be so happy. Don't it? Well, we the same way. You know, and so and so we have to tell people up on us, man, you did well today. You know, I tell my I tell I always tell my television camera people that all the time, you know, because they always give me little signals, you know, like, you know, I know what that means. Get that saliva from around your mouth. Pat, huh? You know, they give me little they give me little signals and stuff, you know, because why? Because they want me to, to, to look good on, on TV, you know, and stuff like that, you know. And they came out and told me, you know, I let them put that makeup on me, too. You know, you know I, at first I told them, oh, I ain't putting that on. Mm. I wonder about thinking, hmm. <laughs> I told him, I won't put that on. You know, they say, Pastor, Pastor, we need to make your face up. You know, I thought about that thing for a while, you know. And uh, so I said, I told my wife, I said, make me up at home. Let me see what I look like. <laughs> you know, so she put me some at home, you know. And I told her, I said, babe, I don't like this stuff. You know, I said, I feel falsified. You know, however, they, you know, I said, I don't feel like me. I, I told her, I said, babe, I don't want that. And she told me, she said, uh, didn't you trust them to make your uh, uh, ministry an excellent ministry? I said, yeah. Well, they telling you, Pastor, that you need to put that makeup on. It'll stop you from shining. You know, black folks shine on TV. <laughs> you know, we just shine. You know, you know, like when we used to grow up, my mama them put that grease on us. Well, you know, when you're up on the lights, we just shine. You, you know what I mean? And they say, Pastor, you're shining too much. You know? And they say, and what will stop it is that we put this, this makeup powder on you. It'll stop you from shining and sweating, you know? And so my wife bought some of that stuff and put it on me before we, you know, got to church. I said, just let me see what I look like. I went and looked in the mirror and I told her, I this stuff make me look false. I don't like this stuff, you know? You know, and so uh, I had a hard time. Letting them make that up. Now, uh, you know, now I'm a pro at it. I come in there now, sit in that chair, tell make me up, baby. <laughs> make me look like Creflo. <laughs> I don't have no problem with it now, you know. But I'm telling you, I fought that thing all the way, you know. Uh, you know, because I just, and then I'm thinking, my congregation ain't used to me seeing me with it on. And, you know, and when I came out there the first day, they put it on. They went, woo! You know, and that really made me go back in there. Take this stuff off! Take this stuff off! You know, and they, they talking about, woo! Well, you know, and I got shame. And boy, and I couldn't do nothing right, you know. And I told them, you know, I ain't putting this stuff on no more. I'm, you know, but now, I don't got used to it, you know. I look up there, when I ain't got it on, I said, how come they ain't make my face up? You know, and I start telling make me up on Tuesday. Hey, Pastor, you ain't on TV on Tuesday. <laughs> 
I don't know how I got off into that, but but uh, I don't know where that went, went to, but uh, anyway, praise him for a job well done. That's what I'm talking about, right? And so I praise him for a job well done, tell him how well they do it, man. they appreciate it. I tell my makeup person, you know, uh, every time I review that television program, I say, you got me looking good all the time, you know, and I, and I praise him for it, okay? And the third thing the law of respect involves is this. Uh, you believe that those under you will do the very best for you. <coughs> You believe that those under you would do the very best for you. See, those people that wanted to, to make me up, that they, they would, I, see, I should have believed that they were going to do the best for me. So that's why I put that one in there, you know. And so, so I realized that they just wanted me to, to, look, to look good, ain't got nothing to do with nothing, and just make up the people use for television, you know. And so now, you know, I'm just a pro at that stuff, you know. So uh, those are the three things the law of respect uh, involves, and you only got to remember how many? One. Just one. So pick the easiest one out of there and remember that one. <laughs> and you won't go wrong, Amen. All right. So as a leader, you need to understand uh, that respect. Oh, yeah, this one is important, too. This is on the test. As a leader, you need to understand that respect must be earned. Okay, must be earned. That's a question. As a leader, you need to understand that respect must be earned. Now, just the way it will be on the test. The law of blank must be earned. Now, what would, what, what, what would that law be? Respect. Right. The law of respect must be earned. See, that's the way it'll be. It'll be something worthy like that on the test. You got it? All right, then. Listen, I love you guys, man. I appreciate you guys. And uh, keep on keeping on. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you for allowing me to teach you these six weeks. And don't forget, what did I ask you to do? At the end of service. Invite somebody. Okay? Now you told me, now wait a minute now, I'm going to hold you to that. You're the one told me you would do it if I asked you. Yeah. So I asked you, so you know what? Just start, just start inviting somebody, okay? Hey, and I love you guys, okay? God bless you. Y'all enjoy Pastor Singer today? Yeah. Yeah, let's stand up Praise and give him a big hand. Tell him how much you love him. Praise God. Amen. Thank y'all. Praise God. Let me hug you, bro. I ain't saying me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You want to back sometime?